Good morning, everybody, and welcome to this week's edition of House of Property. Good morning, Katie. Good morning, Martin. This week, we're going to be talking about cybercrime. We are going to be looking at what sort of opening hours people have got over Christmas and how we're going to run into Christmas and planning for next year so we understand why, how we can hit the ground running on the 4th of January 2021. But before we start, I need to ask Katie, what the hell are you wearing? Given when we planned this, we said we want to be looking fairly smart, not to a state agency. Well, you took that to the whole new level, didn't you? What the hell are you wearing? So, well, I'm celebrating all things Christmas this week. And if you recall, <laughs> we did agree, you agreed to wear something Christmassy. So I have a Christmas jumper on because I am still filming my 12 days of Christmas. And Martin, you have not risen to this challenge. And I'm a little bit disappointed. <laughs> it is a only the 10th of December. So we're not quite there yet. We've still got how many nights sleep for Christmas? I it's, don't know. It's 15. 15 sleeps till Santa. 15. Excellent. 15 sleeps to Santa. And I did. I did. I did try. I promised to bring Christmas to the element to it. But one of the things I do want to talk about before we get into our serious subjects is fails that may have happened this week. Because I've had a fail this morning. Because behind me is a green screen. <clears throat> and I decided that I would wear my Christmas hat. But I would like to be slightly different. So I didn't want to have a red Christmas Santa hat. I wanted to have a green Santa hat. The problem when you do that is that you can't see it. Because there's a green screen behind it. That was about as much use as a chocolate teapot. So that was my epic fail of trying to be very Christmassy. Although I do think my jacket is fairly Christmassy and very smart. You've got like, it's like a Harry Potter sort of dark black hat, isn't it? So I, like I like that though. I, I'm going to take your I'm going to take your fail and, and take it one stage higher because I had an epic fail yesterday. I'm just like, oh my God. So I'm doing my 12 days of Christmas and I did a Facebook Live and it's always important, <clears throat> top tip for everybody watching this, top tip of the day is always, once you've done a live, make sure you just replay it. You can tweak a few of the, uh, you can edit the captions, you can do a few things, but more importantly, <laughs> you need to make sure there's sound. Because I realized yesterday that I had got these plugged in, but not in my ears. It was plugged into <laughs> my computer. So I did a fantastic Facebook Live with absolutely no volume, no sound whatsoever on it so um and another tip that i learned is that even though you've done a live yeah i know lots of you are quite scared about getting out there and, and actually filming live you can delete it you can delete it you can hide it okay. so if it's rubbish yes you can hide it i discovered that yesterday so I, that's yay so although it was an epic fail it was also an awesome win so i took that and turned it Brilliant. I didn't know you could do that. That's a lesson, isn't it? So the two things to come out of that is make sure you plan if you're using a green screen not to wear green at all. Um, and two, to make, that you can alter and delete a Facebook Live. Just on Facebook Lives, because um, I know that you've been very generous with sharing your ideas about Facebook Lives. And we talked about that last week um, of how you've been using it. I know of an agent in Norwich that started to use it and she has also seen the benefit. And so really well done. Good top advice on how to get people talking about you and your brand and about your properties by doing something a little bit different by going for your Facebook Live. Mm, definitely. So you posted on the um, House of Property Facebook page last night a Michael McIntyre sketch, which was brilliant and, we've, and had lots and lots of views. But um, mm -hmm. what on earth has that got to do with property? <laughs> well... I attended a, uh, a training session about cybercrime and 
it's all around us. It's becoming more prevalent in this industry. And then after I had this cybercrime um, sort of seminar, I then spoke to a couple of people and went, oh my God, I've been blown away. And the people I'd spoke to had all been affected by, okay. now there's loads of like technical words, there's phishing, there's malware, there's all, all things like that. But actually uh, the two cases that I've heard of, um, which I'm gonna bring to the sort of just discuss now. So first was an agent um, who was having some building works done on his own house. And okay. he was, um, he had an email invoice come in from the building company saying, please can you deposit uh, the first percentage of the uh, money and we want 25,000 uh, pounds. And here's the bank details. About an hour after that, he got another email saying, oh, we've changed banks, apologies. Uh, on the invoice was the old bank's details. Can you make sure you pay it to this? And he just emailed back and goes, yeah, sure, no problem, and paid it, paid the 25,000 pounds. About two weeks later, the builder rings him and says, uh, where's this money? And he said, I paid it, paid it. And he went, no, no, you haven't. And actually what had happened was that building firm's emails were being monitored by these crazy people that are out there, these organized crime syndicates, and they were just waiting for the right moment. And it wasn't just this one agent that got done, but multiple contracts that the builder was dealing with all got scammed in this same way. Now, luckily, this agent has managed to get the money back from the banks, less 100 quid, but others haven't been so lucky. And then I spoke to another agent um, who, again, excellent agent, would tick all the boxes, would have all the firewalls, all the bits and pieces that he'd have in place. And a scammer had been looking at his emails and monitoring him as well. Uh, and they had siphoned off money. And, and you also, and I know that you've had these and I've had these, you have an email that it's pretending to be someone internally going, Katie, can you just transfer 500 quid because that landlord needs that money? And so we've just got to be really careful and put in place, well, change our passwords. I mean, Martin, when was the last time you changed your password on your laptop? Oh, yesterday. No, a long, long yeah. time ago. <laughs> well, You've got to I be really is, careful. I think the thing is, that from a, it's bizarre, isn't it? From a business point of view, I'm prompted to change my password every 90 days. So that's, that happens, boy. But outside of that, because what mm. you're talking about actually is an agent that was not just scammed from uh, organized crime within their business. It was without no. their business, the builder. This is just something that mm. we would all, I think, fall foul to. doesn't matter how successful you are as an agent. This is just this is just unfortunate as somebody targeting oh. you. And the point you are making is that these people aren't just teenagers sat in a bedroom. This is organized right. crime. This is somebody Definitely. that spent much time and dedication into their profession. It just happens to be illegal, as we do, yeah. or... <laughs> Our industry does in terms of selling property. Um, yeah. It's scary, isn't it? It's really, I mean, at, at worst, it's, you know, well, at best, it's annoying. At worst, it could shut your whole business down. Now, just going back to the first example that I gave you, is that builder, yeah, there were five or six jobs he'd had on the go, all with the money coming through. He physically could have lost his whole business. All of that money on those jobs, you know, they've managed to get it back, but it's taken a lot of stress and strain and worry. I mean, it's worse enough when we get a complaint you know and you and you worry I, I know i personally take it to heart imagine you know you actually lose physical money because when you stop and you think you haven't got those sort of uh multi-factor authentication passwords in place you you haven't got strong passwords you haven't got your software updated and it's really 
you know, it's like leave, it's going to bed and leaving your back door unlocked kind of thing. It, it's, you've got to be really safe. And, and because we're going much more online and much more digital, we've got this huge presence, and, you know, you've got to have these things in place. Now, there is, and I've got just a note here, there is a National Cyber Security Centre, and they do have a really good website. There's also um, a password keeper or an identity defender that you can get as well. And I know it's annoying when you have to go, oh, I've got to do this, or I've got to have a little card machine to access my bank. But there's a really genuine reason why it's there to protect us. And yes, it's annoying. And I've got another example yeah. of um so so wireless so when you when you have friends come around okay martin um and they have children the first thing the kids do when they come to your house yeah pre-covid sorry yeah or unless they're in your bowl um and um they what's the first thing they say they say what's the wi-fi password yeah they do and what do you Always. do and what do you do i just give them you the wi-fi yeah. yeah don't don't never 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 do that because any nasty no you can't can i no, so what you've got to do, what you've got to do is you set up guest Wi-Fi password, okay? So they can access it, and then they go away. That drops off after a few days, and your system, your family are all safe in their own wireless Wi-Fi bubble, yeah? So it's a Wi-Fi bubble. So, so what's the risk? What, why, what, what could happen? if I was? If, so I give my friends come around with their children and what have you, and I give them my Wi-Fi code, What? and it's not a guest Wi-Fi code. What could happen? Well, you're basically just opening your laptop up or your computer or whatever you've got, any mechanical device, PlayStation, whatever, and they can just, any nasties they've got on their machines will come straight down the line through your Wi-Fi and into your machine. Yeah, it, oh, wow. it really is. It's like that. Yeah. So we all think we're doing really good. We get, we're getting our McAfee thing. We're changing bits and pieces. We've got, oh, we all have a different password to log on to our CRM system. But it's a whole lot more simpler than that. You just need to take a, a step back and just look, I think, at your cyber situation because it is becoming more prevalent. And the second example I used of the agent with his emails being um, fished, I think it is, um, is... The, the stats out there is something like 65% of small businesses don't know they've been a victim of a cyber attack. I mean, it's scary. It is scary. It's scary from a business point of view, but also from a personal point of view, because presumably if it can go that way around, so if you give your password out and to your friends and your friends' children and the baddies can come and attack your devices and your settings, I imagine it's exactly the same because if I sit in a McDonald's, if I sit in a service station, if I go to a cafe or a restaurant or a hotel, I'll log straight onto their public Wi-Fi. And I imagine it can just happen in reverse, can't it? Don't. Don't. Yeah, don't, don't, don't. Use your phone as a hotspot always. Do not log on to the Wi-Fi that is offered the free Wi-Fi in cafes or hotels. Just don't, don't, don't. All right. That's If that's my biggest tip that I can give everybody today. I mean, th this sort of seminar that I went on was absolutely phenomenal. Message me if you want some details about it. I'm not an expert. I just literally scratched the surface, but it's certainly something that we'll be looking, looking at. I mean, we've got two locks on our door as we come into our office. I'm, I'm in an old bank. That's yeah. We we lock our office up more than we do our data and our systems, and and we've really got to think about this and look at it again. Really, yeah, absolutely. I get that. I get that. So, um, talking of offices and when they're open and when they're not, how are you finding that people are getting ready for Christmas? I had to start this conversation uh, this week um, or last week actually when we started talking about when solicitors were going to be open and when they were going to be closed and therefore when the sales mm -hmm. progress is going to be able to get deals through and 
Um, I heard the other day of an estate agent that was closing all the way through between Christmas and New Year, and <sighs> lots, of, lots and lots of um, conveyances are doing that. So what's your take? What should people be doing? When are people open? We've got to have some family time, especially in 2020, more than ever, don't we? I miss my family yeah. a lot. I, I think, well, for some of us, actually, not having to get together with your family over Christmas is actually quite nice. I'm hoping none of my family are watching this. Um, but I, I can't see how your clients would be happy with you closing on the, what is it, the, the 22nd, 23rd, and not opening again till the 4th. Now, I understand some agents have got in the background and monitoring oh, all the calls go through to me. I'm picking up the calls. I'm picking up the emails. But people do like to come and talk to you. You can't monitor a phone call if you're at home with your family playing Monopoly, for example. You just can't give your clients that service. Believe me, I've tried. It doesn't work. You do have to come into the office. You, you, you know, I, I cut my clients, yeah, my landlords, my vendors, my tenants, my buyers, they would be hugely disappointed and I wouldn't be giving them the best service or doing my best job if we weren't open skeleton hours, though, over Christmas and New Year, and particularly given the difficult situation we've had and this stamp duty deadline, which is ahead of us, you know, a lot of people, solicitors included, are keeping going through that Christmas and New Year period. Now, I did speak to one of my local solicitors and it did make me chuckle. So whilst his practice is closing on Friday, the 18th of December, unfortunately, some of the partners um in the property department weren't consulted um, and therefore obviously they've already had exchanges which are going to be completing <laughs> after that so their property team will remain in, in the they? office yeah it's just you know it's it's about trying to have a plan and i know every year i always say right i'm going to get my christmas shopping done early i'm going to plan ahead and each year blooming christmas sneaks up on me and i think it's the same this year as well and that a lot of us have thought, well, my God, what do we do? Do we do we just shut the office? Do we have loads of family time? And actually, I know you say that, you know, it, yes, it's been a tough year, but a lot of us have had a bit of time with our families and we have had time to, to reassess our lives and, and spend, you know, do some DIY. I haven't personally, because I've obviously been working all the way through. Um, however, um, some of, the, uh, of us, some of my team have had a chance to have a bit of a relax. And so they are turning around and saying, no, I, I do want to keep working. I want to be able to talk to my buyers and my sellers between Christmas and New Year. We're not talking numerous days. I think it's, it's three at max and it's skeleton hours. It's not difficult. And actually, sometimes it's quite nice to have a bit of a break from your family and come into the office, have a little potter around, do some work, speak to some clients and actually start getting your mindset ready for 2021. Yeah, I agree. Um, I, I mean, lots of businesses do give. I love it when they give an extra day at Christmas to the teams so that they make sure that they just as a bit of a Christmas gift, an extra day. Um, and you can still rotate it around. You can still rotate it around. It's family time. It comes once a year. We all work very, very hard through the year. And I think just to spend a bit of time with the family, not closing all the way through. There, as you say, there has to be some element of business that goes on, certainly between Christmas and New Year, certainly for your tenants with property management. Um, but equally, we've all known we every year we sell a house between Christmas and New Year. So you can't miss that opportunity, can you? You know, it's um, people no. do get uh, and right move always used to say that Boxing Day had a spike in activity. I think that was always just a little bit of people just getting bored and having a look rather than necessarily hot, ready to go buyers. But certainly when you get into the first week of January, that activity on the portal starts to jump up and we start to get back into it. My big thing and. 
um, anybody that's watching this that works with me will get sick to death of hearing me say this, is that you have to hit the first week in January in fifth gear. And my biggest concern is that as you go through November and you go through into December, as the night starts to, to um, draw in, the market starts to quieten down naturally, human nature is just to slow down a little bit and calm down and just take things a little bit easier and re-energize ready for the new year however you see two different types of agents you see the agents that do that and you walk around the towns and they're perhaps wrapping the christmas presents at the back of the office and they're perhaps um playing on their phones etc not really focusing in on it and those agents you start to see that you want the activity on the portals doesn't really start to come together until the 15th to the 20th of january it takes them a while to get from maybe second gear that have been sat into into fifth gear but if you mm -hmm. can keep your teams and yourself motivated through December, by doing things like a Christmas bingo with activity, by running competitions, by helping with coaching and training, this is the time to help build the knowledge of the team. Then, yes, you can have some downtime for a couple of weeks between Christmas and New Year, but you hit the ground running on January the 4th, and you always see those agents that start to have the activity levels and the momentum in those early weeks of January because they focused in on December. It's the foundation that's going in now to make sure that you hit the ground running in the new year. Should I get off my okay. Yeah, so I agree with some of that, but I don't agree with all of that, okay? So, but here we go, right. So bearing in mind that we, uh, uh, most agents, if not every single agent, is experiencing one of the best years they've ever had and the most unusual years we've ever had. So billing mm. is up, transactions are up, it's all woohoo, fantastic. And a lot of us the are minute, still- the minute, exchanges yeah. are mad. Yeah, yeah, absolutely sorry. crazy. So a lot of us at the moment are head down, working mm -hmm. hand in glove with our solicitors to get those deals over the line. I would love to spend half a day sending my staff on a training course. We simply do not have the time currently. Yeah. So mm -hmm. there's that. All right. Secondly, again, I'd love to be planning for 2021 and, and also getting my ideal week out of the way and all, and all that jazz. But we're so busy. We're so busy. I'm now booking valuations in for January. I'm getting properties ready to launch on Boxing yeah. Day. You know, there, there is generally a massive demand still, even with that stamp duty holiday. We're never going to hit that now for deals coming in, agreeing now. We, we are telling clients telling buyers and sellers quite candidly, you will not hit that stamp duty deadline. And we're writing that into our memorandum of sale or heads of terms. And I think it's quite important that everyone just starts to look at that because what I don't want to have is in the middle of March, those buyers we're de agreeing deals with now come back and say, well, that's fine, I'll do that, but I want 15 grand less because it's gonna cost me more to sell now. So I'm writing that into our memorandum of sale. I've got some wording, if anyone wants it, please just let me know or I'm happy to put it in the comments below um but it's yeah i'd love to be out there training my team but at the moment martin it's down to i need those extra hours in the day i get that i get that and i know you don't agree with me on this first of all <laughs> the stamp duty stamp duty deadline um i have seen so many client people um agents win business from clients looking to put their house on the market or do a deal by the fact that they're being honest and upfront with them about the stamp mm. duty because they think to themselves, I'm going to save this money. Or I've not got to find this money. If they realize they're going to get to that deadline and they haven't got the money to spend in the sale collapse. We're good to the sale collapses. They're having big, big changes in their lives. So people actually really like the fact that we're being transparent with them. And even though 
um, some agents still go out there and say, yeah, we can get you on the market mm. and get a deal done but, and buy the stamp duty deadline. And I understand the strategy behind that because they want to try and attract stock to the market. They need stock and they're thinking to themselves, well, at least we've got them on the market and we can then go further forward in the, after the um, 1st of April. But people like the honesty and like the transparency. Um, and I think that yeah. is um, really important. Secondly, um, a big, big thing. If you fail to plan, you plan to fail. How do we know what we want to achieve? I know that 2020 was the most crackers year and everything that we planned and wanted to achieve was screwed up in a ball and thrown in the bin. But we have to plan for 2021. How do you know what good looks like if you don't plan? And how do you know where your business is going to end if you don't plan? Equally, when it comes to training, I believe that, yes, our teams are busy, but our teams are also not just lots of people within our industry don't just see our um, their job as a job it's a career and we have a mm. responsibility as business owners to keep improving and helping and developing our people not only for our own business listen to what branton says you know um what happens if we train people and they leave or what happens if you don't train them and they stay you know mm. it's sort of the if you're developing people and especially now because there's so many online courses you know and we don't talk about what we do outside of this very often but you know that i do some training and what um 2020 has forced me into doing is doing that online and virtually rather than in, in a classroom or in a normally a, a conference room or something like that mm. in, a, in a meeting room um but that would normally be you sending your teams to me in london to sit and have so they get on the train at five in the morning they're doing eight hours with me and then they get the train back they're shattered the day after and they've done nothing in that day but now you can have teams go in and have your morning meeting then do a 90 minutes training session still be there to cover the lunches maybe do another 20 another 90 minutes training session in the afternoon and they're there at the end of the day and i think this this is a real big win for 2020 is that a lot of training has gone online which i think is really really good yeah no i i agree and i, I love the fact that you're on your soapbox shouting out for training because <laughs> i think that there was an announcement today wasn't there that that um lord best uh head of the rape working committee had come out saying it's not all forgotten it is there but we just haven't done anything with it yet um so it's still there on the horizon the rape thing so i i'm not saying that not training is you know doing no training is, is not the great thing i'm just saying that we are limited with our time currently and i appreciate that the virtual world um, of training and learning that we are now in will help us save time and money um, and be much more a cost-effective and an effective working time for, for our teams. Not everyone, though, Martin, likes to sit in front of a screen like this. And when I've done some training, I find it absolutely exhausting because you've really got to be on it. And you know when someone switches off their camera, they've buggered off to get a cup of tea or have a little chat with someone else. So it, it's really hard, isn't it, you know, to, to, to look at this new way of working. So it's not going to suit everyone, but I get it. I am a big advocate of training, but I'm just saying that it, it's usually this time of year where things do slow down and you go, oh, quick, quick, we've got to get some CPD hours or you've got to do this. But it is showing no let up. It's it's relentless still. It's absolutely yeah. relentless. And I just, I'll just say on that as well, it, it, and I know we talked about it last week about being kind. Um, yeah. I was speaking to, to one of my solicitors and they were saying that they have never experienced such a difficult 
clientele. And I know that that's the same with us estate agents as well. And one solicitor, who I don't know, but I heard the story of, um, in, sort of said to a client, I'm really sorry, but I, I'm, I've been out of the office this week because unfortunately my mum has passed away. And that client came back and said to them, I don't care what your personal circumstances are. Get my sale exchanged. And I just think, oh, my God. So it, it's back to that. Just be kind. We're all under a lot of pressure. We've got this back to the time constraints again. And we always know there's two sides to every story. We don't know what's going on with that person who's had a, a, you know, a vendor that's picked up the phone and had a go at us today or said, oh, why haven't you got the viewings? Why hasn't this happened? There's always something going on in their life. And, and, and I just think just be kind because you just don't know what's happening behind the scenes. Absolutely. Absolutely. I agree. Um, on a slightly lighter note, um, <laughs> the negotiator brought out a very interesting article this week um, about um, ladies in property and the most powerful 20 ladies within the industry. Did you see this? I did, Martin. Of course you saw it, because you were in it. Well done. <laughs> Huge congratulations. I'm very proud of my friend and co-host for being in that. <laughs> um, and you do Thank do a you. huge amount for the industry, so not just concentrate on your own business. So really, really well done. Um, and you were quite rightly in that um, list of people. But my goodness me, were there some good people in there. Mm. Some really, really successful good people and actually it served for me as a really good reminder of just how many we talk about don't we um equality within business and equality within agency and within our industry but there is some serious serious jobs and some serious serious people um ladies running some great divisions and um, businesses with some of the biggest estate agency practices and letting agency practices throughout the country yeah. um, and mm. i think as an industry we should be proud of that and um i am Absolutely. i think the negotiator did really really well with highlighting that um i think yeah. there were a lot of really really good people in there and i'm very pleased that you were in it so thank you yeah I was, thank you i was thrilled and really really honored to be in there and um and, and nigel the journalist i have sent him a thank you very much absolutely awesome uh message to him on linkedin but yeah I, i'm you know, up there amongst these really amazing women um but also there's so many more that haven't been included on there but i don't want to get into this inequality thing about men and women male and females because i actually have never experienced that in my career having started out as a commercial agent in a man's world um i've never experienced that but you had to be better you know and, and you you had to pull your socks up and you had to be better than the the, the others um, but I don't I don't like this male and female thing. It's just it, we, we are all agents. We are all property people. We are all property professionals. That's how I want to look at it. And that's how we should be looking at it moving forward. Well, well done. The negotiator for just highlighting really, mm. really good agents within our industry. And I think uh, sometimes it's nice just to get to know and look at the personalities behind some of the businesses. And there's some big, big brand names in that list. Um, and it was quite nice to get to know some of the people behind it, how long they've been in the industry, what, where they'd started out, what they um, had achieved within their career. So I thought it was mm. a really good article, but I was also very yeah. pleased and proud of you for being in there. Thank um, you. And I would say watch this space because there'll be more on that for, coming from the negotiator and other things as well. Good. Good. We will keep that. Uh, keep an eye out for that. Um, very quickly, because... Um, I want to just show you my buy of the week. You know how you love your buy of the week. And you always say to me, Martin, what's your buy of the week? And I think, I don't know. This week, 
I had a proper <laughs> buy of the week, and I'm going to show you. So uh, before I get to show you it, I love this time of the year for lots of lunches. I know I have to wear a slightly bigger trouser. Uh, there's lots and lots <laughs> of, uh, of planning. There's lots of Christmas do's. There's chocolates knocking about. And I don't feel like I've got any of that at the minute. And I'm missing it tremendously. I love going on a Christmas do and having a dance and, mm-hmm. um, and eating and drinking too much. So I thought I would have to bring my Christmas do to my desk and my Christmas do to my kitchen. So I bought, can you see that? It looks a little bit like, do you remember the Crystal Maze <laughs> program? Uh, I bought a glitter ball, Strictly Styly, which gives out light. So if you were to see my ceiling now, there is all these sparkly lights. If it, if it was dark, it would be like our own very little discotheque to be able to go and dance around uh, it. So is that your Christmas party? Is that what you're doing to replace your Christmas party? This is my Christmas This is Martin Bob's yeah. Christmas party. <laughs> so again, just talking about that, it's a different world. This will be the first year in my career I don't think I've attended a Christmas party or put one on um, for yeah. my team. So it's a very different world. I think we're, we're going to be doing a virtual um Christmas party, which is quite interesting. I think we're going to do an escape room, so that's quite yeah. fun. But not everyone likes a Christmas party, do they? You've got to remember that. Um, yeah. But it's just, yeah, it's going to be a little bit different this time of year. But I'm with you about happy to receive any chocolates. Uh, I quite like fizzy. <laughs> um, not so keen on red wines. So if anyone does want to send it, can they be white or pink, please? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I would I agree. I love the red wine. Um, but what I would like to do is for next week, I'd like us to talk about different ideas that you can do with your teams. If that's mm. you as, um, as within a branch or within a team of, of lettings negotiators or business owners looking over their whole business. So some ideas of what we can do during this COVID world, um, because there's some very clever people doing some lots of really good things. So we'll yeah, do okay. five things that you can do with your team next week. Excellent. So just to wrap up, because there's loads that we haven't covered. I know last week we said we would talk about brochures um, and about how that that's going to kind of uh, move forward in a digital world. And I was having a a conversation with a a really great London agent and we were just bouncing a few ideas off. And I said, so future of printing and brochures. And he just went, oh, my God, I hadn't really thought about that. Uh, But, yeah, we're saving loads of money on our on our printing. Um, I said, but how do you have your brochure? How do you present it? And he said, oh, it's just a PDF document. I said, but you've spent hundreds of pounds on a photographer you've got your video tour you're, and you're just using a good old pdf document it's not come to life it's not and you went oh my god that's a really good thing so i've done a bit of research on that and we're going to pick up about that again next week i think because i think that's a really quite an interesting thing to to do with all this time we have at this time of year <laughs> to be able to Thank review you. everything which is wonderful so, so we are particulars yeah and more time planning Absolutely. So we are coming back to you guys next week, which will be just before. Is it Christmas Eve? It's going to be then, or we've got another week. Yeah, we've got two, yeah, we're two weeks, is it? So, so we're back next week, and we're going to just review some of the cyber things because I know that there's loads of comments coming in the box below about it, wanting to know more. And I think everyone's a little bit like, "Oh my god, about it." We're going to talk about brochures. We're going to talk about a couple of cool apps which we were wanting to cover on this um, this week's sort of podcast, but we haven't had a chance to. So we'll come back to that just really designed to make your life easier, things that we're using in our businesses, which happy to share uh, and, and make sure that it works for you guys as well. So I think without further ado, that's a wrap and we will see you next week. Thanks, Martin. Thank you, Katie. Have a good weekend. And you.